Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. Today's episode number 81 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about casino collectibles. Casino collectibles. You mean like gambling collectibles or associated merchandise, uh, souvenirs, that kind of thing? Yeah, there's a huge area, playing field here with this topic. So the things you're going to be talking about are these all things that you've collected and brought back from your hundreds of trips to Vegas and Reno and Atlantic City? Well, I've been to Vegas several times, and everybody that is involved with, been involved with eBay for a long period, um, that's where a lot of the eBay events would be held. So my first experience with going to Las Vegas, my husband won, um, he used to be a pool shooter, and his team won a trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Before I went... I actually did a search on eBay for Las Vegas collectibles, Las Vegas memorabilia, Las Vegas merchandise. I did all kinds of searches so that I could figure out what kind of items to look for while I was there because I love that challenge. The perennial picker. I love that challenge of when I'm going to go on a trip to find something that will help pay for my trip. Right. And it just makes makes it fun to, to do. Mm-hmm. So I did learn about all types of Vegas items, which were everything from casino chips to T-shirts to jackets. However, what I learned was the casinos that were not there anymore, like the ones mm-hmm. that had been torn down or you know, are gone. They, those seem to be worth more. So then I thought, well, I can only find those at a thrift store or, you know, someplace like that. But I also found out that some of them had limited edition items. So I went out of my way to make a trip to those specific casinos. Right. I think that the market since then has gone down a bit as far as ashtrays go and and different casino collectibles unless, you know, they're in demand or they're limited edition. I also have mm-hmm. um, a denim jacket. Actually, I have two denim jackets. One was my mom's and one was my dad's. And I haven't researched them yet, but they were from the Riviera Casino. And I believe that is gone now. And mm-hmm. I need to um, pull those out and take a look at maybe possibly selling those. What right. Other than Vegas, Wayne... I've been to Atlantic City, but mm-hmm. mostly now, if I ever go to Vegas, it's been a while since I've been, I go there to visit my money because <laughs> <laughs> that's where my money is. Is that <laughs> yeah, right? I say hello to it. Mm. I haven't frequented casinos. I've never been to Vegas, but I have been to Reno. And in my days as a musician, I, I played Atlantic City because... You know, I I lived in the Mid-Atlantic. It was an easy place to go. And when I was an auctioneer on cruise ships, of course, every cruise ship has a casino. That's where they make no 
They don't even pretend that you're getting value for the money. They just take <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> so familiar with uh, what goes on in casinos, and I've certainly pulled my share of of slot machine handles, but I understand that they don't do it that way anymore. That you just put your money in and they laugh at you and say, push the button again. So, And have a drink. And have a drink, exactly. So most of the things that you've mentioned have been clothing and other kind of uh, casino souvenirs. What about uh, actual business type items from the casino, like chips and playing cards and and so on. Have you have you dealt in those? Have you handled them, sold them, taken them on consignment? I have not taken them on consignment, but I have sold the chips and the playing cards. I've sold them both. And mm-hmm. I've done well with them. Um, I haven't researched chips lately. Have you had a chance to look those up? Well, I have just to see what they're doing. And I'm just astounded that the, the size of the market and the a number of collectors and collectors organizations and collectors magazines. There's a Facebook group for casino collectibles. Wow. It's, it's just huge. And when I was researching, I wanted to know mainly, well, where are people finding these things? Mm-hmm. And, of course, sometimes they're found in the usual places like garage sales, estate sales, that kind of thing. But that's a really small chance of finding some there. Where you find the biggest concentrations, frankly, is on eBay. There's a lot of buying and selling that goes on in eBay and private clubs. But there's such a wide variety of, of say, poker chips. And, and poker chips are, uh, casino chips anyway, are, are controlled by the government as to where they're valuable and what you can do with them. And so collectors, of course, will, will know all that. But in general, if let, let's say that you go to a sale and you find a collection of uh, a bag of casino chips that someone went to Las Vegas and they came home with the chips. Well, the chips belong to the person that bought them, and they have the same rights to sell them uh, as as they would have the right to sell anything else that they bought. What you can't do is you can't use them as legal tender. You can't pay debts with them. Uh, you can't buy services, anything like that, because they're not legal tender. And when chips became popular in, in the 20th century, the government had to get really strict with how you could use chips and what they were good for, as otherwise people would leave the casino and you know use them to buy restaurant meals elsewhere wow. or buy a car because <laughs> they would have face value but they're they're so tightly controlled now and the risk of counterfeiting was fairly high it's not so high anymore because they're really careful they do all kinds of clever things to keep the chips uh, under control for example you know what RFID is uh, radio frequency identification yeah. It's what they use if you walk out of a retail store and inadvertently didn't pay for something and the alarm goes off, they have those in in the chips wow. and they also have them in playing cards. Wow. In fact, there's I read on of a, a series of lawsuits a few years ago in California where 
a gentleman was accused of cheating, and there was a class action lawsuit against the man and the casino. And the casino was using RFID cards and RFID readers in the playing table. And they had little things look like about the size of a 50 cent piece that would read the cards as, as they were going around the table. And you couldn't see, say in, in Texas Hold'em, for example, you couldn't see the, the cards that were upside down, but the readers knew what the cards were. And for game announcers and, and other people, the actual cards they had laying face down on the table would show up on a computer screen. And apparently a guy figured out a way to tap into that information and know exactly what other cards were on the table. And he went on a huge winning streak. And the way he finally got busted was in a tournament, he had a really strong hand, a hand that anyone would have played. But he would have lost because someone else had a better hand. So he folded. And that's what made everyone suspicious. How did he know what cards the other guy had? So there was a big cheating scandal, and he got caught and sued. Interestingly, that particular lawsuit was dismissed. Wow. <laughs> but there were a bunch of other ones later that uh, successfully against the casino. So uh, the, the point is that it's getting really hard to counterfeit cards and poker chips, especially the chips. Mm. So if you're out looking around and find yourself a bag of chips, chances are they're not going to be worth much, but it's still worth researching to find out. And of course, you can look on eBay and and uh, WorthPoint, but a, a site that I found, a project by the Museum of Gaming History, and they have a, a chip guide, and it gives a pretty good rundown on what chips are valuable and and pictures of what they look like and uh, discontinued chips and chips from casinos that are out of business. And it's mostly the older chips from defunct casinos. It's the same thing you found out with with the souvenir collectibles is that if the casino is not around anymore, then it's going to be worth more. Also, there are chips... Because of the, the risk of counterfeiting, especially today with uh, 3D printers and so on, the risk of counterfeiting is high. So casinos working with the Gaming Commission intermittently will uh, change their chip design and and do things to it like you know the RFID in the chip or, or some kind of photosynthetic plastic that will show up under black lights and and they'll do things to increase the security on the chips. Now when they get rid of the old chips, mostly what they do is send them to a service that will grind them into a powder and recycle them. But a lot of them walk out the door and those are the ones to look for that are collectible. Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to pause for a word from our sponsor. So let's do that and we'll be right back. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. 
The Worth Point Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, Worth Point helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford. And in today's episode, we're discussing casino collectibles. Let's pick up where we left off. It's really fun to look it up on eBay and take a look at the chips because I just thought it was really fascinating to to take a look at them. And I mean, some of them $14, you know, $3, but the nostalgia behind it is fascinating. How do you mean? Well, I'm taking a quick look and I see Flamingo Hilton, Las Vegas, and it's um, Bugsy Siegel. Right. And just the the different styles, the Excalibur, Claim Stake, places I've never heard of. And there's 10 assorted chips sold for $23. Hmm. But I like, I enjoyed looking at the pictures of the front of the chips. And I think that I honestly didn't realize the colors that were involved and on these different chips. So I think it's a good idea to go do a search. Well, some of these things, it's just crazy what what they go for. About eight years ago, a $5 chip from the Golden Goose Casino uh, sold for $75,000. What? Well, this is was a really rare chip from a small, nondescript casino. It's not one of the big guys. But it was popular. It was only open for about five years. It was slots only, but they had one blackjack table. And the table was only open for a few months. So when it went away, all of the chips uh, went away too. So this particular chip was the only one of those known to exist. But it sold, in previous to the $75,000 sale, it had sold for thousands of dollars at various auctions. Amazing. Another thing that came up as I was researching items uh, for this is I used only the word casino in both eBay and WorthPoint, and they have a lot more than uh, chips and jackets and and cards and so on. They have uh, artwork and machines and jewelry and shuffle machines. There's just a lot of stuff that comes from these casinos. Imagine a casino going out of business and all of the different things that they have when when they liquidate. The idea behind the liquidation is they get rid of everything. They get rid of the neon signs. They get rid of the slot machines. They get rid of all of it. And of course, they're, you know, slot machines and, and gambling can be, uh, need to be, well, they are <laughs> controlled by the government what can be done with them. But there's just so many things that you can buy at a casino liquidation. Casino collectible shows everywhere in the United States and overseas where you can go and you can look at uh, chips. uh, And with the chips, chips now have a grading system the same way coins do. So you can find them uh, graded and packaged individually you can find uh, dice and cards and swizzle sticks and matches and luggage tags. It's You find all sorts of things 
at a convention. The place to go to look those things up is look up the Casino Collectibles Association. They have a list on their website of the various shows and who's going to be the vendors and what the activities are. It sounds like fun to me. I don't even, I don't collect these things. I'll deal with them as I find them. But I'm I'm not going to go out looking around for them. But to go to a show like this, boy, you learn so much. That sounds really interesting. I would love to attend a show like that. Well, conventions are fun anyway. Right, they're fun. You meet so many people, and it's fun to network and educate yourself about different things. And that's true for all of them: stamp shows and record shows and book fairs. Just side note, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Brenda for um, her email about the Glassy Baby. We had an episode, remember the episode about Glassy Baby? Right. Yes. I actually had a couple people and Brenda was one and uh, they reached out to me with an email that they found some Glassy Babies and Brenda found one for $1.99. Wow. (laughs) These two ladies that reached out from the email, I remember... Um, during that episode, I said, if you find one, email me. So mm-hmm. it was so cool that people did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really wanted to um, thank them on the air since they went out of their way. Oh, cool. That's good. It's nice to hear back from the listeners. And, and, and for this episode, I just want to suggest that if anyone finds a, a, a really sweet poker chip for a dollar that might be worth seventy five hundred. Feel free to send it to me, <laughs> and I'll be sure to cut you in for ten percent. <laughs> Here it is. Your podcast on glassy babies came in at the perfect time a few days ago. I found one at Goodwill for a dollar, wow. and it was marked glassy baby stamp and has the side logo. It's bright yellow. She was struggling to determine the exact product name, so. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be a little challenging, but, you know, you keep keep up the search and you'll find it. But the comps, she said, on WorthPoint were showing anywhere from 100 to $200 for wow. her $1 investment. So thank you, Amy, for sending that in. I thought that was a really good uh, story to share. It was. It was. And that's that's one of the advantages to listening to Flip It or Skip It is you pick up these little tips from time to time to put money in your pocket. So all of our silliness aside, we actually impart some good information every now and then. Yes, and we'd love to hear from you. That's so true. So feel free that's to true. email me at Dana, D-A-N-N-A, at flipitorskipit.com. Okay. I'll do that. I'll send you one this afternoon. Swing. <laughs> okay, Dana, it's time to wrap this up. I'm looking at my Golden Goose Casino chip clock on the wall, and it's saying, yes, time to go, Wayne. Move it along. So let's do this. It's been a great conversation, and uh, maybe we'll hear from our listeners once again on this episode. Dana, take care. Thank you, and I just wish I had that sound effect with ka-ching and ding, 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 ding. You won. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, this episode was a winner. Thank you, Wayne. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by worthpoint.com. 
the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.